Marcus Paul in the morning. Feels like summer. <laughs> yeah, just doesn't look like it. Feels like summer. Nice to have you company on this Tuesday, the 23rd day of November 2021, five and a half minutes after seven. All the news in your views, it's time for a little federal politics this morning. Some might say that if you're vaccinated because you're required to in order to keep your job, you've been forced to get vaccinated. That's not right and that's not being truthful at all. That is not correct. If you want to work with vulnerable people, you need to do a police check. If you want to work with kids, you do have to have a working with children check. That is the way it is. And we do that to keep people safe. How about that? We put others before ourselves. You can decide not to choose those checks. No one's forcing you. But if you don't do them, you can't work where you want to work. It's as simple as that. That is the way it is. If you want to work as a cabbie, you need a licence to drive a cab. People without licences are not being discriminated against. If you want to work in aged care, you need to have a flu vaccine. And that rule has been in place before COVID-19 was even a twinkle in a Chinese bat's eye, for goodness sake. <laughs> That's the way it is. <laughs> You have a right to choose. You don't have a right to put vulnerable people's lives at risk. You don't have that right. And so you shouldn't have that right. You don't have the right to go into an aged care home unvaccinated and risk starting a COVID outbreak for the elderly. I have constituents with autoimmune conditions who run businesses. If they're forced to serve unvaccinated customers, they'll have to choose between risking their lives or shutting down their businesses. You don't have the right to force them to make that choice either. You know, she's absolutely 100% unequivocally correct. Andrew Lee, good morning, mate. How are you? Terrific, Marcus. And you? Yeah, not bad. Well, that set the scene yesterday uh, there in Legoland in Canberra. Uh, Jackie Lambie's very passionate Mandatory vaccine debates. Uh, another day of fireworks expected in Parliament today. Let's dissect a little of what what went on yesterday. Uh, now, obviously, One Nation put this bill forward. Uh, Jackie jumped up, as, as we heard and, and had her say, um, and, you know, much to, I guess, to the disgust of Pauline Hanson and others, including Matt Canavan and those who are fighting against these mandatory vaccines. Five Liberals uh, crossing the floor, or five coalition members crossing the floor, and now George Christensen threatening to do the same, Marcus. I mean, it's a government in disarray. Uh, like you, I found Jackie Lambie's uh, statements very persuasive, as did my Labor Senate colleagues who voted with the bulk of the government. This is a government that's lost control of, uh, of its own backbench. It's, uh, it's not able to uh, get on the same page on an issue as fundamental as vaccine mandates. You've got the Prime Minister looking to walk both sides of the street. Uh, he wants to take credit for the increase in vaccination rates across the nation that have come partly as a result of vaccine mandates uh, and the decrease in spread that uh, flows from having vaccine mandates in place. Uh, and yet he wants to play footsie with extremists and therefore won't come out and take a clear position on vaccine mandates. Hang on, just on that point, uh, play footsie with extremists. Now, I don't, what I don't understand about Scott Morrison uh, is the, uh, the fact that he won't rein in people like George Christensen, won't rein in people like Craig Kelly 
and others who he relies on uh, to get votes in the House. Uh, now, obviously, Craig Kelly was down there in Melbourne, you know, uh, not far from where people uh, were carrying, uh, you know, or people were dressed up as Hitler, for goodness sake. Uh, I don't understand why the Prime Minister won't call Craig Kelly, for instance, out. Well, he's a man with uh, very few core values, and uh, it looks, uh, looks to make opportunity out of every, uh, every instance that comes up. Uh, of course, Craig Kelly wouldn't be in Parliament if it wasn't for Scott Morrison saving his pre-selection at the last election. Uh, and it's, uh, he's uh, somebody who Scott Morrison will do deals with any chance he gets. Uh, Scott Morrison was out there criticising vaccine mandates and hospitality in Queensland, uh, despite the fact that in New South Wales you've got a government which is, uh, has exactly the same rules in place. Uh, the difference is that it's a Labor government in Queensland and a coalition government in New South Wales. And so he looks to make political opportunity wherever he can. Uh, but if you, uh, you ta- take the United States, they're, uh, they're using vaccine mandates uh, right across a whole host of industries uh, in a context in which they have you know, a much, much stronger traditional resistance to, uh, uh, to federal mandates than we do. Uh, but they're doing so because they recognise that that's an important way of keeping a check on the pandemic. Uh, and there's many employers who just yeah. want the federal government to take a clear stance on that. Well, so this is what I don't understand, Andrew. On the one hand, uh, you're right, the Prime Minister is criticising some states over their stance on COVID-19 and their mandates and closures, etc. But at the end of the day... Um, <laughs> I don't know whether he really understands what's going on. I mean, what he says that the you know it's not compulsory and there are no mandates. But as we quite clearly heard from what Jackie Lambie's had to say, even with my own experience, of course there are mandates. If you if you're not vaccinated, then you can't work in aged care. You can't work in some sectors. You can't go into certain facilities in Queensland. You won't even be able to go to the footy next year, for goodness sake. We've long had things like no jab, no pay for childhood vaccines. We've got uh, requirements for flu vaccines for people working in aged care. Uh, And, you know, as Jackie Lambie pointed out, it's akin to the police checks that are required for people working in a host of different industries. We want to keep people safe, Marcus. This is what this is about at the end end of the day. Ultimately, you know, hopefully COVID will uh, work its way way through and all the need for these mandates will go away. Uh, But right now, it's really about uh, keeping people safe, uh, saving lives, keeping people out of hospital. Let me just play a little bit of audio from something else that happened yesterday, and then I'll get your response, Andrew. Mr Speaker, I can only speak to what I have said, Mr Speaker, and as the Leader of the Opposition will know, because I texted him from the plane when I was going on that leave and told him where I was going, and he was fully aware of where I was travelling with my family. Members on my left, the member for Reid. Mr Speaker, my question... Members on my left. My question. (laughs) Members, the Leader of the Opposition and the Prime Minister. The Leader of the Opposition and the Prime Minister. Prime Minister, Leader of the Opposition, the Member for Reeds. All right, so uh, that's effectively what led to this blue. Prime Minister Scott Morrison sensationally claimed he secretly told Labor leader Anthony Albanese that he was going to Hawaii during the devastating bushfires in late 2019, only to have Albo reject the claim as a lie. The furor over the PM's controversial beach holidays, bushfires burned across Australia, exploded in question time yesterday when Mr Morrison was asked to explain why his office had fibbed about the trip to journalists at the time. 
Of course, Labor MP Fiona Phillips asked the question, when my electorate was burning, the Prime Minister's office told journalists he was not on holiday in Hawaii. Why did the Prime Minister's office say that when it wasn't true? Uh, Obviously, Scott Morrison, in a quite angry response, said he can only speak to what he said. Uh, He basically said that he texted Anthony Albanese to advise him that he was going on a trip away and that he'd be on annual leave. Uh, But the thing is, he didn't tell him where he was going. Now, Albo, I think, played this very well yesterday. Uh, He obviously respects the Prime Minister's privacy and uh, the right to have a trip away or to take annual leave, as that is the case. But I think, obviously, and Albo was right to rise shortly after question time to claim that he was misrepresented. Andrew. Absolutely, Marcus. What the Prime Minister said was that he was going on leave. He did not say where he was going. Uh, And to have claimed otherwise in question time yesterday was simply a lie. Uh, You know, it's a bit like somebody who is asked, where are they going? And they reply, out. Now, that's not an answer as to where you're going. And the Prime Minister seemed to think that uh, saying he was going on leave was the same as saying he was going to Hawaii. He's just a bloke who, who can't be straight with the truth. You know, he told the told us the vaccine rollout wasn't a race, and then said he hadn't hadn't said it. Uh, he said he didn't say Shanghai Sam when he did. He ridiculed electric vehicles, then claimed he hadn't. Uh, you know, he, he said he got caught by uh, Emmanuel Macron, and then uh, falsely falsely pretended the criticism had been of Australia. Uh, he's always uh, ducking and weaving. Yeah. He's somebody who's, uh, you know, I think back, there's a lovely old uh, essay by a philosopher called Harry Frankfurt, which says that there's uh, people who do, tell truth and there's people who lie and then there's people who engage in BS, who just are reckless about the truth. And, and Harry Frankfurt says a thing about a BS artist is they really don't care. Uh, they'll they'll peddle anything that, uh, that, that suit, suits their situation, uh, even a liar. Cares, cares about the truth more than the BS artist. All right. Uh, Labor has introduced a private members' bill in Parliament aimed at ensuring workers are paid the same for doing the same jobs. The bill, as we know, Andrew, would ensure Labor hire operators wouldn't be able to offer cut-price workforces and employees doing the same work for employers will receive equal pay. Here's what the AC2, uh, ACTU Secretary Sally McManus had to say about it. What's happened is a whole lot of companies have outsourced the Labor hire and then people get paid less and they don't have any job security. And the reason why uh, employers use labour hire is for that reason, so they can cut costs. So this would be um, a bill that would ensure that all workers get paid the same for doing the same job, which should be really, really fantastic if it was passed. Well, it will make a difference, Andrew, for people in insecure work. Certainly would, Marcus. So a time in which we've got uh, real wages going backwards on the government's forecast. It's just a simple notion that someone who's doing the same job at the same mine or factory or construction site or abattoir or shop should get the same pay. Uh, And uh, there's reasonable uses for labour hire, uh, but it's not reasonable to be using labour hire to cut job security and undercut wages. Uh, We see this in the the mining industry, but we're also increasingly seeing it in meatwork, construction, hospitality, even aged care. Uh, So we do need to make sure that we get wages going again in this country because that's going to be fundamental uh, to the the recovery. And part of that is ensuring that people who do the same job get the same pay. All right, Andrew, good to chat, mate. Thank you. We'll talk to you again next week. It'll be uh, two weeks of Parliament uh, to go, is that right? 
this week and next week? And then, yeah. uh, then, then if there is an early election next year, then uh, this, this will be it. So, uh, yes, mm. uh, election of a new speaker today, which will be uh, another interesting one to watch for. Or who's your tip? Uh, look, I, I've heard that, uh, that Mr <laughs> Wallace is, uh, is in line for the job, but uh, it's uh, going to be a matter for the Coalition Party room. All right, mate. Good to have you on. We'll chat again next week. Thank you. Likewise. Ciao. All right, Federal Member for Fenner. There he is, Andrew Lee.